Well, good morning. It is good to be together this morning. Amen. And those who are joining us online, we're so glad that you are here with us this morning as well. We are continuing in our known sermon series. Pastor Tim uh, shared the message for the first three Sundays, and I'm going to share it for the last uh, three Sundays. And he centered uh, his time in the book of John, and I'm going to focus my time uh, in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is one of my uh, favorite books of the Bible. It's rich in wisdom, uh, in blessings, and also in power uh, of the Holy Spirit. This morning, uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, what our, our faith journey looks like. You see, our faith journey is not a destination. It's not a destination. It's not, I've accepted Jesus and I'm going to heaven, check, done. Yes, that's a part of it, but that's not the end. I have been United Methodist my entire life, and I don't know, some of you may have been Methodist all of your life as well, and I've believed in, in God all my life. And throughout my faith journey, I've had seasons where I wondered if there was more. I wondered if there was more, and honestly, I desired more. And it's hard to believe, but 20 years ago, uh, this spring of 2021, 20 years ago, I went on a uh, spiritual retreat called Walk to Emmaus. And it was during that time that I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it has been an amazing 20 years. Again, I can't believe it has been that long. I'm experiencing the power and the presence of God. And on this journey, I still desire to know and experience more, more of God. One of my spiritual disciplines is reading scripture and, and journaling what I sense the Lord is saying to me. And I want to share uh, something with you, a verse from Proverbs 8. And it's not this entire verse, and I don't have it up on the screen, so you can, you can go and look at it yourself. But Proverbs 8, and snippets that the Lord revealed to me as I uh, read this passage a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> it says, Choose my instruction over silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, for nothing you desire can compare with her. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. And whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I am so excited about this series and what it means to know Jesus. Last year, I, I followed this nudge that God had put on my heart to work on my doctorate. And I am still working on my thesis. But I have this passion of what it means to to know Jesus in this idea of information versus transformation. You see, if all we do is uh, uh, experience information in our Christian life, then we have missed out on spiritual transformation. Our vision here at Faith Community is knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. It's about transformation. Some of you uh, might be in a small group right now for this known uh, Lenten series that we're in, and I think that's wonderful if you're in a group, and hopefully uh, you're really enjoying that experience. But if you are not in a group, I want to encourage you uh, to get on the app, and you can go to, um, go to the app, and if you want to click on, it's, it's so fantastic, it's up on the top right corner, and it says Known. And there you're going to find all of the resources for the church-wide study. So there are questions, fantastic questions in there, uh, that you can talk about at your dinner table, maybe uh, in your family room with your family, maybe with your spouse, or uh, if, if uh, you've got friends that maybe you could discuss these questions with. They're just absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to encourage you to engage with the Lord and engage with others in this season, especially that we are in. 
So this morning we're going to find ourselves in the first chapter of Ephesians. It was written by the Apostle Paul. In this first part of, the, of his epistle, he reminds us of who we are in Christ, right? Who we are in Christ. Um, and also addressing maybe there could have been some doubts to uh, the Ephesians. Maybe they were struggling spiritually. Ever felt like that? Maybe some days are harder than others. And you find yourself at your wit's end. But God wants to remind us this morning that we are sealed in him, sealed in him. And with God, all things are possible. I want to talk this morning a little bit about inheritance. And inheritance, uh, it, it looks a little different in a couple different ways. But physical, right? We inherit things from our family. It could be maybe a sense of humor. It could be a smile. Maybe there's certain traits that we have. We inherit things physically from our family members. And there's inheritance that is tangible, tangible. Uh, maybe you inherited a piece of jewelry. Maybe it was a car. Maybe it was furniture. Uh, it could be some type of uh, memento that was uh, sentimental to you. So we inherit tangible things. And then we also have spiritual inheritance. This may be a new concept for some of us, but we also have a spiritual inheritance. But regardless of what our inheritance is, we connect that inheritance with who the person was to each and every one of us. They either gave us something or they left us something. And then we also think about who God is, who God is to leave us with something that he loves us so much that he has left us an inheritance. This morning we are going to spend some time in Ephesians 1, 9 through 14. Hear these words. He has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the time reaches their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and under earth. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him, who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you, who were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to praise to the praise and of his glory. The Holy Spirit is in us, around us, and through us. The scripture tells us in him we were chosen, having being predestined according to the plan of him who works everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Now, I don't want us to get hung up on the word predestined this morning. This is not a Calvinistic theology where God only chooses some. In our Wesleyan theology, it's both. God reaches down, but we also reach up. And God, we are chosen. But each person makes that choice to reach up and to accept and to choose Jesus. And then Paul goes on to say, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance? A deposit. Let's talk a little bit about deposit. When we have this moment of conversion, we are given the Holy Spirit. We are sealed. And, and uh, we have this spiritual birth certificate, if you will. And just like our human birth certificate, it's sealed, right? And we have that raised seal because you have to show that's authentic. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Many of us have bank accounts. I would venture to say that all of us have bank accounts. And we know that we add money to make deposits, right, in hopes of growing our savings. And then we also have relationship deposits. Who are the people that you are close with, friends and family? 
that you make relational deposits with by how you spend your time. Some of you are in a small group uh, right now, as I would mentioned before, and that's a relational and a spiritual deposit. You see, deposits require our minds, our hearts, our spirit, our time, and our attention in our faith walk with God. So what happens when you go to make a withdrawal and you suddenly realize that you haven't made enough deposits, right? We've all experienced that in our lives, whether it's financial, relational, spiritual. So how are you stewarding the deposit of the Holy Spirit that you have been given? I believe that you can be sealed, yet spiritually bankrupt. What deposits are you making in your spiritual life? You see, it's not all about serving and doing, but being. Being in relationship with the Lord. I uh, have loved reading all of our uh, stories from the 40-day Lenten journal. I hope that you all have gotten a chance to either pick up one of these or, again, it's accessible on our app, and I would encourage you uh, to read those. I I read them every day. Uh, You know, it's one of those things that you could be tempted just to read through the whole thing, but it's just just so much fun to read read it each and every day. So I'm going to encourage you to, uh, to pick up a copy or to read those online as well. So they're God's stories of of the love and presence of God in the most trying of times for many of us. And and, and I had mentioned this before, but the stories that you read out of here, they're they're not necessarily the hardship. Yeah, it's been a struggle this past year. But wow, what a blessing to see God in the midst of the most trying times. And you'll also notice in the back of that book, there's blank pages for you to write your own story. So I'm going to encourage you to do that, of, of how that you have seen God uh, working in your life. So Luke Shambo is one of our high school seniors. And he wrote of his experience and his spiritual journey during uh, his times of the quarantine and isolation, of wanting things to get back to normal as soon as possible, right? I think many of us had that same uh, prayer and those same thoughts over these past 12 months. He says, through my circumstances, I heard God calling to me to stop lavishing in the brevity of life's events and to turn my focus to him in any way I could. Instead of counting the days, I began to make the days count. Whew, that's a word. You see, you get out what you put in. God loves you. Sean said that this morning, and I want you to hear it again. God loves you. Know that. But because of the deposits you were able to, to withdraw, uh, with those, those deposits and the withdrawals that you get out, that you're able to gain God's wisdom and insight and guidance, right? To be able to hear that voice, just as, as Luke did. Spiritual deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. I believe that uh, some of us have, have this mindset that once we have this conversion moment, that our inheritance, going to, our inheritance is going to heaven, which it is, and, right, and, and we look forward to our inheritance without any awareness of heaven's resources that are available to us here and now. God is our Father, and we are the family of God, and therefore we share in the family's inheritance. The inheritance is already yours. You access it through your relationship with the Father. It's through that relationship that he reveals his heart to us. You see, much of the church today is pursuing inheritance as something to be achieved rather than something to be received. Everything in the kingdom flows from relationship. 
You see, it's not about productivity, service, principles, or anything that's impersonal. It's about the Father's love, family relationships, and growing the kingdom of God. If done right, relationships flow from service. We see that through our food pantry. We see that through stepping forward. Through our inheritance, we see others as God sees them, feel as he feels. And ever had that ache for someone that that you feel their pain? And we think and we feel as God feels what Jesus would do. Hear these uh, words, Psalm 16, 5 through 11. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is pleasant, is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. This morning we're going to hear a bit of Leo's story. Leo is a person, right, who uh, is living his inheritance as a follower of Jesus. So let's turn our attention to the screens and hear of his story this morning. Hi, my name is Leo Rader, and my family's been coming to Faith Community for 12 or 13 years. I want to tell you a story about myself. I was diagnosed with cancer last fall, and that really got my attention. It was uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which my daughter just gave me this pillow today, and apparently non-Hodgkin's cancer is lime green. That's its color. Today was my last chemo treatment, and I'm just super excited. And I'll tell you why. I had prayed for healing, and God said no. He showed his love to me uh, very demonstrably through his children at this church. God had so many cards, heartfelt cards, gifts, meals, and tons of prayer. His trials put me in a state of thankfulness, constant thankfulness. Uh, I've been going through a discipleship journey for the past couple years. As a result of that, I've gotten very comfortable talking with the Holy Spirit. In the past, if he could get my attention and ask me to do something simple, like go talk to someone or go pray with this person, and I would just, I'd back away and I'd argue. I'd pull a Moses and say, no, Lord, not find someone else. I'll just screw it up. And now um, it's the opposite. The more I want, my first reaction is to say no, the more I want to say yes, because it's super fun. God always delivers the ability to do whatever, whatever I need. So because it's natural for me to speak with the Holy Spirit, I do it every day. I start my day with time in the Word and time in prayer. I found myself driving home from the oncologist office and my worldly self was, was clamoring to get in control. I just wanted to be fearful and I wanted to imagine all these terrible outcomes and, uh, my spiritual self was was calm and um, had a peace about it. And I'd already heard prophetic words from friends affirming that, that sense that I, I knew things would be okay. I was in his good hands. 
And I followed the advice of a friend who said, see if you can find the blessings in this trial. So I asked the Spirit, what, what do I need to learn? What blessings can I find in this trial? He immediately said, I'm so glad you asked. I love you so much. And there are things in your character that are preventing you from loving the people that I put in your path. So we had a frank conversation. Well, I just, I listened, frankly, and he told me, frankly, and I was like, yep, yep. Because of the ironic blessing of the length of this trial, um, I've had the opportunity to struggle and conquer some of these, and I have a few left to conquer because I don't want to repeat. Uh, I want to get everything out of this trial and, and have it behind me. I've told you all that because it's kind of wrapped up in this scripture. It's Ephesians. It's a letter Paul wrote to the church. I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope and the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you. I love the Passion Translation also. I'm gonna read verse 19 out of that. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith and that your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. And I just, I love the scripture and I love those translations of this because I have, I have, I know, and I cherish the hope that he's given me for this increased service after this trial's over, the, the equipping that he's invested in me to serve him and to love others. And, and I strive to make my life an advertisement an advertisement to others of the immense power of his as it works through me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Leo, for sharing your story with us. We know you're watching from home. Know that we love you very much, and we thank you for sharing your story with us this morning. And we continue to lift up you and Teresa and Carrie and Carmen in prayer as well. I hope y'all are enjoying uh, the, the videos, these real life stories that we're hearing throughout this, this known series. Inheritance, inheritance is, is coming to terms with who we are and whose we are, chosen sons and daughters of God. You've heard us uh, talk about covenant and kingdom before. Covenant is this relationship that we have with God. It's our up relationship. And kingdom is what that looks like to be lived out. And in the Lord's prayer, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our inheritance is God with us now and in heaven when we make that transition one day. Uh, whenever I travel, 
uh, I like to get a shirt wherever I've been. And I don't know if anybody else is like that or not, but I like to, uh, to get a shirt. And it reminds me of the experience of where I have been. Uh, this past summer, I was able to, uh, to go to uh, Michigan and saw some beautiful little towns, got to experience those along the shores of Lake Michigan and uh, saw some really fun shirts. And, and like you, I, I've traveled a lot of different places. I'm looking forward to traveling again. I don't know if anybody else is. Uh, but uh, a couple of years ago, I got to take my daughter to New York City, and we got to experience uh, New York City at Christmas. It was magnificent to see the tree and the lights and just to experience uh, all that New York has to offer. So many of us, uh, when, we, when we travel, you may do this as well, and you may get a shirt. And you notice shirts that either have the, the name of the, the spot that you vacation or you're visiting, and it will have that name on there. And then we'll see shirts that say, my so-and-so. It could be my parents, my grandparents, whoever that may be, went to, insert the place that you've been, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt, right? Anybody ever seen those? Yeah. Some of you may have given those shirts. Some of you may even received one of those shirts. Basically, someone... Um, has gone somewhere and they had a great time and you kind of missed out on it, right? That's kind of what that second shirt is saying is that all you got was a shirt but you missed the experience. This morning, God wants to open your minds and he wants to open your hearts that there is more. I believe that God, uh, I believe in God and that Jesus is my savior, right? We believe that. But for some of us, we only got that t-shirt and we, we settle. But friends, I want to tell you, don't settle this morning for that t-shirt that I missed the experience. I want you to claim your inheritance. Don't miss out of the promised Holy Spirit that is available right now. Available right now. You want that shirt where you've had that experience. Don't miss out. At the uh, end of, of the service, I'm going to invite you to come forward. I have been vaccinated. Um, I'm free and clear. I've also got a mask. And there are some of you that have had a lot going on, and you would just love for someone to pray with you. And you'd like prayer. Or maybe there are some of you that said, you know what, I want more. I don't want to settle for the T-shirt that says someone went somewhere or I just went to church and I didn't get the experience, right? I want the T-shirt. I, I want God. I want to claim my inheritance. And I would love that opportunity to be able to pray with you. So whatever it is, to be able to have someone to pray over you, I want to offer that at the end of the service uh, after I give that, um, after I give the, uh, the blessing to go forward. Knowing Jesus, knowing Jesus and making Jesus known, there is so much more. And God invites you to that experience, to receive his inheritance that is available for us now. I want to invite the team to come forward as we pray. Father, we come before you and we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to gather this morning with you. And God, we're reminded that you meet us wherever you are, wherever we are, God, that you are here with us and we praise you. And God, we want more of you. And for some of us, we know that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit when we said yes to Jesus in our lives. But sometimes we feel like maybe that seal has rubbed off. Remind us that it's still there, that that seal is still there and what it means. God, I pray that you would release your power and your presence on all of us in this moment. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We desire more. God, I pray for us to walk in our inheritance. 
and not miss what is available to us in the here and now. And not settle for a t-shirt that says, oh gosh, someone else went there and I didn't get to have that experience, but to claim that experience for ourselves. It's in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that we pray. And all of God's people said, amen.